Hello to our Abiding Together podcast listeners. Each month, we are going to be highlighting a different product in our Abiding Together shop. And for the month of September, it is our Restore the Beauty prayer journal about the four women doctors of the church. So you can head over to our shop at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and click on shop. And you can actually, for the month of September, get 15% off of the Restore the Beauty prayer journals with the code ABIDE15. So happy September to all of our listeners. Hello, and welcome to season eight of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Highland, and each and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and sharing all kinds of things together. Our walk with Jesus, our insights, the lessons we are still learning, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. You can find out more information about all of our episodes at abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast, season eight. Here we are. And, you know, we have to say, we're going to talk today about the unshakable God in unprecedented times. We're going to talk about the word unprecedented. But, you know, I do have to say that the more things change, the more they stay the same. And we got Heather Kim up very early this morning. <laughs> You're looking fabulous, though. Can I say that? We're so sorry. And we're back to normal times with Heather's bad head and morning voice. It's so funny. I'm like, I have morning voice so often when I actually meet people during the day, they're going to be like, oh, you sound different. <laughs> like, because it's not 6 a.m. That's Because why. I didn't wake up 15 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. I love what uh, Matt said when we had him on the podcast, Matt Mar. He's like, Heather has the best NPR voice, like radio voice. It's like smooth and a little gravelly and, you know, mm-hmm. just the perfect little mm-hmm. relaxing, smooth voice. So it's because it's still dark out. Yes. <laughs> well, we love your voice and your bedhead, girl. So, Oh, thank you, friends. Let's talk about the weather for a second, too. I mean, we just need to reconnect with like all oh, the old oh, yeah. things we were texting the other day. Sister Mary, we're like, it's 97 degrees here. Old. and yes, Michelle's like, oh, it's 82. And I'm like, it's 64. <laughs> okay. It's 90 something where Sister is with 117% humidity. That is just like, that's kind of hellish sorry you know like well I mean, it was it was the heat index that was it feels it said 94 and feels like 117 but the funny thing was on the app it said there's a wind chill of 117 <laughs> like that is not a wind chill y'all that's a heat index that's walking I, into a hot blow so dryer then, babe like that's yeah. what it is yeah yeah oh, yuck. so yeah the nun melted on the front porch there was just a blob of nun just laying there like oh poor thing she spontaneously so combusted it's so sad it is sad it's unprecedented i mean what we you know like what's Speaking of unprecedented, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michelle, your kids are back in school, which right now for this is unprecedented. Can we just talk about that for a second? It is. It's kind of a weird feeling. They went off and with masks Mm -hmm. and all and plexiglasses in between their desks and temperature checks and all of this kind of stuff. So we will see. I'm just really praying for our teachers and, um, you know, we just prayed about the decision and the programs and the safety precautions. And so we will see. I mean, I'm taking it week by week mm-hmm. and just let's see what happens. But um, 
you know, we are all in this together. And it has really brought about a sense of community mm-hmm. around here for all of us because we're like, okay, this has to, all of us have to work to do this together if this is going to work. Amen. And so it's been good despite the hard and, you know, a lot of holy water and a lot of vitamin C. <laughs> Ain't nothing can't be solved through a little prayer and vitamin C. Indeed, Let's just there put you go. that there you on go. Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about That's what great. a lot of people are talking about and kind of maybe if you haven't talked about it yet, you've been thinking about it, but just where is God in, the, in these times? Where is he? And so the scripture passage that we're going to use is from Psalm 62, verses 1 to 2. The psalmist says, My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And we also want to include a quote from John Paul II, from Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul II, who says, The cross means there is no shipwreck without hope, there is no dark without dawn, and there is no storm without heaven. And I'm wondering, Heather, as we kind of look at those scripture passages and dive into this episode today, what are just some of your initial thoughts as we go over those things? What comes to your heart and mind as we dive into this place? Yeah, you know, I think me, like most people, we're in this time where, you know, people are like, this is unprecedented. And I saw this little meme that was like, I miss precedented times. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Like, I do too. A little tear comes out. Mm -hmm. Because, and I also, you know, like everybody... It's like having to change everything every day, it feels like. And I now hate the word pivot because Mm, mm, although that's mm, what we're having to do constantly, mm, I'm like, I'm tired of this, you know, I'm tired of pivoting. I'm tired of having to change the plans all the time. And so myself, I've been looking to the Lord going, Lord, like, what do we do? Like, I just feel not very secure because I don't have any control over anything. And I'm not a control freak, but I do like to know what's going on. <laughs> I like to have at least an illusion of control, but that's been taken away. And and I feel like the Lord has just been reminding me over and over again, Heather, I am a firm foundation. Like, you know, all the scriptures that we've read about God being a firm foundation, about building our house, not on the sand, but on, on the rock, like this is the time that that matters the most. And specifically, I was thinking about the scripture where Jesus is in the boat and he's sleeping and there's the storm. Yeah. And, and many of us will look at that and that's what it maybe feels like right now. Like, God, where are you? Are you just sleeping? Like, do you care? Like our life is totally in turmoil. Everything's been flipped upside down. I don't know if I have a job or I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. I, I don't know what to do with my kids. And there's a lot of fear around that. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like Jesus is just saying, I want you to learn from me learn from me why I was sleeping. I'm trying to show you my, my trust in the father that I had an absolute abandoned heart and trust in the father that even if there's a storm, I'm going to be okay. And, and the Lord has just been gently saying like, this is the trust that I want you, that I want to build with you, that I want you to have in me, you know? So that's some of my initial thoughts. How about you? Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I, I, this actually scripture passage from the psalm was one of my profession quotes that I put on my prayer card from when I made my my vows and that reality of the our soul finding rest in God alone and that he is sovereign and that no matter what happens that he is in control that his he's this is not catching him off guard and I really appreciate the the quote from St. John Paul II as well where he talks about there is no shipwreck without hope and this is the continual paschal mystery I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine about that just the other day of 
the continual dying and rising <laughs> and the continual mm-hmm. dying and rising and the continual dying and rising, right? Where <laughs> it's like, oh, here we are again at the foot of the cross yeah. and now I'm on the cross, now I'm dying and now I'm rising. And it's, yeah. that, that is the, and I think all of us want to kind of, to kind of, it's kind of a cliche, but kind of get to a state of quote unquote nirvana, right? Where I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to suffer and die anymore and I don't have to have faith because I just know everything and I have everything together and then I'm impervious to anything that will affect me. And that mm-hmm. isn't, that isn't life. That isn't Christianity. That isn't the call on our hearts. And so I think to continue in these times to, to choose to stand at the foot of the cross and to choose and just to continue to surrender. I just find myself surrendering throughout the day, every single day, Lord, I surrender this to you. I surrender Mm -hmm. this to you. You are, you are Lord, you are sovereign. I I need you to take care of this. And that continual reality because the truth is, even though it's probably more obvious now than it was, none of us ever had anything figured out. <laughs> I and know. We had it this, stripped away all our illusions, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm it like, is. wow, we're incredibly fragile and vulnerable all the time. And we didn't want to <laughs> realize that. <laughs> it's so true because it gave us this illusion of control of, of where we are and who we are and how it's, it's so, and it's just so great. And I'm like, Lord, thank God. Thank God. Mm -hmm. So many things have been stripped away where we can see the truth of who you are and to choose to worship you and to give thanks and to cling to you, to cleave, you know, like as a man and a wife cling to one another, that we're cleaving to the Lord. We're clinging to him because he's our first love. Mm -hmm. And without him, uh, you know, without him, we we can do nothing with We can do nothing. So, and that's a choice, right? Like either we cling to God. Some of us aren't clinging to God. We're clinging to mm-hmm. Netflix or we're clinging to a bottle of gin or we're clinging mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. what our, ourselves, you know, and that's a normal reaction. Like we're looking for something to grab onto. And, and I know for me, like I'm grabbing onto various things throughout my day and I have to make a decision. You know, I have to make a decision like, Lord, I, okay, I need to stop in the middle of my day and go, I choose you, Jesus. Like I choose oh, you. Girl. I'm not going to choose these other things Yes, because we do have a choice and our choice right now, it really matters. And to be aware of what is happening within our hearts, because we can be swept away by all Mm -hmm. the waves that are crashing up against us Mm -hmm. many, many times a day. Mm -hmm. So the power of choosing the right path and choosing the Lord has been really, really important for me during this time. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking, Michelle? Uh, Yeah, I think it... It, I think it exposes where our root system is. I think it exposes the areas that we're not abiding, you know, where we're not completely rooted in him. I was telling the people that support us like on Patreon, my Patreon video for August, it was interesting because the Gulf Coast prepared for the two hurricanes that were coming. And there was this really cool little video called Think Like a Tree. And they were talking about the big live oak trees. And if you ever see my house, I have a huge one that's in my house. Like, yeah, I mean, that gorgeous. covers my house. But they were talking about in Katrina, New Orleans only lost seven of those live oak trees because they were talking about their root systems that they go so far down that the root system is even longer and deeper and wider than the branches that you see, but also that their uh, roots are intertwined with other trees' roots. So in that intertwined, when storms and winds come, like that they don't get blown over. And so it just was like really stuck out to me, like where are my root system intertwined with the Lord, where it's so rooted in him when the winds come that I will not be shaken. Like it tells us in scripture, you know, we will not be shaken when the winds come, when the storms come. Mm -hmm. But, and then where am I inviting community in? Like, because we Mm -hmm. cannot do this alone. And I think one of the things so hard about COVID is the isolation because we are Mm -hmm. made for communion and we're made for connection. So we are going to have to be really creative 
uh, to see how we are able to do that connection and that communion with other people because it is how we are made. And it's so unnatural mm-hmm. not to be connected to people fully. Mm-hmm. So just really seeking the Holy Spirit's wisdom in that, like, okay, how do we become connected, Lord, deeper with you and then deeper with other people so that our roots you know, can go really deep when the winds come. Yeah. And I understand that whole thing about isolation. Like we're in a situation, we live with my parents. My mom has a lung disease. We're being very, 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 very cautious because of the dynamic that we have here and we want to protect my parents and all of that. So we have been so cautious and have hardly seen anybody. And I did a point a couple months ago where I was like, I can't live like this. Like I really, really can't live like this. And so what you're saying, we've had to be creative about how to get together with people because we can't just shut down and try to ride this out, you know, and, and really it's like that with any storm to just shut down and ride it out and sort of like hold on for dear life and white knuckle it. Like this is not how the Lord has meant us to live at any time. You know, he's meant to meant for us to live in the middle of the storms and not be afraid. And so being creative about that is, I think actually it's like a really practical and essential thing to do. Oh no, that's so great. And I, if I can go back to the scripture passage, Heather, that you talked about that Jesus asleep in the boat. And that was the one that, you know, Pope Francis, when he was in the Vatican square, that lonely rainy night that he spoke about. And I remember Father Dave Pavanka this summer, I was at a Subinville event and he was talking about the difference between solitude and isolation. And he talked about, it was so good. He talked about solitude being alone with God, but in communion with God, whereas isolation is being cut off from communion. And I was thinking of even now, Heather, that you're talking about that, that scene of Jesus in the boat, the disciples are afraid, but they're, they're really literally alone with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, mm-hmm. they are not in a boat by themselves. And I think that's the lie that the enemy speaks to us in various shades is that you are alone in a boat by yourself and the waves are crashing in on you and there is no hope. So you you better figure out what you're going to do because you have to save yourself. And it brings out these tremendous areas of vulnerability in our hearts. And the truth is that no matter what storm we are in, that we can choose that solitude, that area. John Paul II talks about original solitude of Adam and Eve alone before God, knowing that they they receive their identity from Him because it always goes back to who we are. And even into... to really be honest about the fear and what we're wanting to grasp at or what the temptations are and not to be ashamed of those things, to, to name those to the Lord, and then to ask the Lord to speak to us, even if He speaks to us in His sleep, that He is He's not leaving. And that's such a great—I love that you brought that to the fore of our hearts because that's such a great visual visual image of no matter what, whether the Lord is sleeping or not, He's in our boat. We're in His boat, actually. That's more apropos. Mm-hmm. apropos. And that He's in control, and in, in this, in this, you know, this too shall pass. It can't last forever, you know. Amen. I remember reading the scripture, you know, about how Jesus lives, God lives in us, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I've heard that a million times. But there was one day that that scripture came up, and I, it just, it was like the Holy Spirit just breathed it right into the very depths mm. of my heart, and I, I sort of stopped, like stunned. I was like, okay, wait, if you're living in me, like all the time. Like then I'm never actually ever alone, like never, like never, ever. And sitting with that for a long time, like I would just lay in my bed sort of with my hands on my heart and just ponder that deep truth. Like, Jesus, you're living in me, this mysterious truth that you are living in me and he's living in all of us. Like there's nothing that that you have done that is going to make God just like disappear and not be around you. He is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to the sinner. Mm. He's close to the vulnerable, the poor, the poor in spirit. Like he is all about 
us right now, like, because I think all of us feel lowly, all of us feel vulnerable in whatever situation that we're in, even if, you know, we we're trying to blow this off, like this isn't a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a big deal for everybody in a variety of ways, because the world has changed, you know. So yeah, I think that that taking some of those things that we've heard, and taking it past our ears and letting it seep deeply into our hearts is going to be the game changer for right now. Is Jesus really the firm foundation that we have built our life on? And if it's not, you know, there's never a better time than right now to begin the building process. And he's going to be right there helping you build it. And and I think this is a good time for us to reconsider, you know, where we find our strength, where we find our peace. And like I said earlier, you know, we have the power of our choice that God gave us, this beautiful decision that we can make. Uh, and and even when we screw up, we can make it again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think also I was talking to my friend, and she is of the Jewish faith the other day, and uh, we ran into each other at the parking lot at the health, like this health food store that has a lot of kosher things for her. So we're literally talking mask to mask across the parking lot. It was pretty funny. But anyway, so we were got closer, and we were trying to still talk with one another, but she was, I said, how are you doing with all of this? Cause she has a lot of children also. And she said, I'm teaching my children the beauty of lamenting. And I thought this was such an interesting thing. And she said, I said, so tell me what you mean by lament. She said, you weep with those that weep. You know, Mm -hmm. you have sorrow with those that have sorrow. But she said, you don't ignore that the mountain is there and that it is hard, but you're still climbing the mountain, Mm -hmm. but you name it you know, and you express it and you put words to it and you grieve it. And, you know, she said, and we bring it, like she was using the Hebrew term, we bring it to Adonai or we bring it to, you know, mm. uh, she's saying Jehovah Jireh to be That's the provider beautiful. for our hearts. We bring, And it was such a beautiful, just like, it was such a blessing to me, our conversation and it's okay. And it's necessary, but she said, it's good and holy work to learn how to lament yes. and to learn how to put words mm-hmm. to what is going on in our heart and then offering them to the Lord. Lord, and then you continue to mm-hmm. on the journey. You know, you don't do it like really quickly, like let's just name it and get over it. You do it. You bring your heart, you bring your sorrow, you bring it as an offering for the Lord to therefore transform it. And I think one of the things the Lord's just been really working on me is like, you need to really bring to me and put words to it. The things that are breaking your heart are the things that are hard. And that's especially important for us to walk our children through that. Okay. Tell me what's hard about the season, you know, and all of that. And because I don't think until we put those things on the altar, until we surrender those and allow them to, for the Lord to transform them and sometimes allow them to die, the Lord can't resurrect hope in us. And I think that's what he wants to do in this season mm-hmm. is resurrect hope in us, you know? And we, I mean, Sister Miriam, I put it on my letter board, you know, it's a quote from Pope Benedict, the one who has hope lives differently. And I think that is like one of the battle cries of the church in this season. You know, are we people of hope? Do we have a firm foundation of God? We serve a prince of peace. He never leaves us. He will never abandon us. He will not forsaken us. He gets the final victory. We know who wins in the end, but does our theology affect our everyday reality and the way we live? You know, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, preaching to myself here. Mm -hmm. Well, many of us live as as practical atheists yes. you know it's like in so the true. everyday moments we live as if god doesn't exist as if he isn't trustworthy as if he doesn't have everything in the palm of his hand and you know there's a part of that that's like well that could sound kind of harsh you know we'll be tender with ourselves but we need to be honest with ourselves you know do i really believe that god is who he says he is and if i don't like you know friends i pray for the gift of faith all the time 
Like, it's not like I walk around through my day like, amen, Jesus, like, let's go. Like, I mean, there's moments what I do, but there's a lot of times where I feel like really low and really weary. And I'm like, God, like, I just need more faith. Like, I don't, I don't have everything that I, that I need. I can't muster everything up on my own and I'm not meant to, you know, so God has even faith as a gift for us that he wants to give us. Oh, I love this. And I, you know, there's a whole book of Lamentations yes. in the Bible. <laughs> it is a book in the Bible. It's biblical. And, I mean, we're, I think we're, we're so, I just, we're so afraid of that. We are so afraid of that part of our heart sometimes. That is such a vulnerable place where we have deep disappointments and deep grief. I was, somebody put on social media the other day a quote from Henry Nowen that said something to the effect of most of our prayers actually grief poured out, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. That gr- like grief of the of what I'd hoped for, what I thought would happen, what and you know I oh gosh I just think we're so we're just so afraid of that part of our hearts and we're afraid to be rejected there, we're afraid to be seen there, we're, because people have told us in the past get over it or why are you com- complaining about that? That I think many times we're afraid or we're afraid the Lord's going to be disappointed in us that He's going to say like buck up little camper you know, and I I just had an experience recently where where oh gosh that there was a part of my heart that I saw that in. Mm. And I, I did not, I have been bucking up very well. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and there was this mm-hmm. part of my heart where I just had to go to Jesus, feel like, Jesus, mm-hmm. I don't like this. This mm-hmm. is really hard. Mm-hmm. And right now I feel ashamed of that because I, it's a, it's a tender part of my heart, but I just want to say to you, Jesus, like, I don't mm-hmm. like what's happening. <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. just such a tender place to be received by the Lord there, that just to finally be like, this, I just, this is so hard, you know, this situation in my life. And it was I'm like, oh, the, the continual heart of of the bridegroom for us who is so mm-hmm. receptive and just so kind, you know? And it was just uh, so good. It was f- so good to finally just go to him and be like, yeah, this is this is the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I think when we do that and allow it just to continue to pour forth and just allow the Lord to, to sort it out and to see it, it does, like Heather, like you both are saying, that it does bring a resurrection of hope. And it does, it does bring a record of just naming it at times and opening that up to the Lord and to people that love us. I, I think that, that it does bring a resurrection of hope because we're not in it alone. And the Lord looks at us and he's like, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. understand. I get that, you know. So mm-hmm. definitely, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, lamenting is different than wallowing. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. there, what you were saying, Michelle, is like you're disposition is totally oriented towards the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I have someone in my life who is wonderful at looking on the bright side. They're like a bright side person, like, well, you know, it could be worse. Oh, first world problems. Like, it's always like that kind of thing. But there was a part of that that I was like feeling like, wow, like, is there a moment (laughs) where we just need to say, I don't like this. Like you were saying, sister, like, I don't want to look on the bright side. I've had that feeling several times this summer. I'm like, wait, I don't want to look on the bright side right now. I just want to be upset about this or mad about this or whatever. But in a different way, like not to wallow, not to just sit in it for the sake of sitting in it, um, but to orient ourselves towards the Lord and say, my heart is really broken over this, or I'm really hurting over this. And it's okay to feel that it's okay to not like instantly look on the bright side. I think you can hold both at the same time, the hope that it will get better. And also the sorrow of what is being lost at the time. Like this is what it means to truly be human. And I think we get scared of those deep feelings. It's like, well, if I let myself feel the grief, will it stop? Like maybe I'm going to unravel something that I won't be able to put a lid on. Yeah. And that's why, like I always have said, like when 
when we go into grief and pain or into our wounds, we have to hold the hands of the Lord, like the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father, and have them there with us when we go into the pain. If we try to go in there alone, yes, we're going to get taken out. We're going to get wiped out Mm -hmm. uh, by that big wave that's going to crash against us. But Mm -hmm. if we're holding the hands of the Trinity, we're not going to be washed away. And and I think that's really important. And even to grab the hands of saints that are important to us. Yes. To literally in our prayer, like visualize them with us as we look at the pain and the sorrow and to visualize the Lord, to visualize our lady there with us holding our hands. Like we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And especially in times where we feel isolated, it is more important than ever that we lift our eyes above to the kingdom, like to the kingdom living. What do we really believe about the kingdom? We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses who are cheering us on and who are going to be praying for us, you know. We just need to ask. We just need to like open our hearts in a new way. I think like that we're not alone in the journey and remembering that communion of saints and to call forth down. And I think the process of lamenting, like you were saying, Heather, like it is not ignoring reality and sticking our head in the sand either, which like you were saying, it's not like being a Pollyanna and allowing it, mm-hmm. but it also takes work, not like work, like uh, drudgery work, but work to identify those places in your heart. What is the core thing? Like, do I not feel like where are those areas of control? Like it makes me feel like I don't have control. It doesn't make me feel like you're sovereign. Does it make me feel like I secure or I'm safe or just to really name those. And then when after naming it, like faith, working faith saying, okay, I'm going to declare hope even though this is what I see. I'm going to declare truth, even though this is what I feel, you know, and doing the beautiful work of faith, that holy work of you know, identifying what's in our heart. And I think also, like, it really got me thinking, I was just thinking about lamenting about the power of beauty, you know, like, I mean, I love how Pope Benedict, I think he was quoting Paul the sixth when he says, the world in which we live needs beauty in order not to sink into despair, you know? And I really feel like this is a call of the church, like an invitation to the church for holiness, like we've never seen before, but also to be beauty, like to display areas of beauty, you know? I mean, I feel like this could be one of the church's finest hours or mm-hmm. it could not. It's like, I think we're really at a cusp mm-hmm. here. Like we could go either way. We are really at a fork in the road and we know that the Jesus wins in the end, but, oh, I would love for the church to rise up and be who she's created to be. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I love that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but it begins with us, right? It begins with you and me. That, go ahead, yeah. sister. Yeah. No, no, no. You go right ahead. I was just going to no, say you that. you go, that. girl. Preach it, girl. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a few last comments here. No, and that's us. Like, that's the thing. And you're like, you know, so often we look at the church. I'm like, I wish they would get their act together. People, yeah. that's us. Like, that's that's <laughs> our, this is our individual yes. daily decisions. This is, this is how it works. This is not a collective one decision that those people make. It is you and I every single day, the thousands of decisions that we make every single day mm-hmm. that transform us and it, where we live. And it's, and it, it is true. And like Jesus, you know, so often Father Justin Brady, you know, we've had him on the show a couple of times and we often talk about him when he talks about the saints that are assigned to us. I love that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the saints that are with us, that we are not alone. And, you know, like Father Jacques Philippe says, you know, how, how will I respond now? How will I respond now? Lord, help me. Lord, help me to respond so I'm not going in either excess or defect, but that I'm in the boat with you, that I am honest about the situation in my life, and I'm going to in that, what is the story I'm believing about myself, right? And then Jesus, tell me the truth so I can choose you. Like, And sometimes it's just looking at Jesus saying, help me just to choose you. Help me to look at you. Help me to see your gaze because you are unshakable. You are not going anywhere. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. All time belongs to you, and you are Lord, and you are Savior, and you love us. And that is the truth. 
That is the truth, no matter what. That is the truth, right? And he's calling us to a love that never ends, yep. And there are people that are looking to us. Like there's people looking to each of us right now, like wondering, what do I do? You know, we are a model for someone. There are people who we are discipling or who are, you know, maybe it's our children. I've realized that like it's, it's very, yeah, it's a big responsibility in some ways, Mm -hmm. but not one that I need to be crushed by, Mm -hmm. one that I need to be held accountable by. You know, my children are looking to me right now, even if they're not saying it, going, what do we do? Mom, how are we going to handle this? How do we ride through hard times? And, you know, my daughter just taught me a lot about this whole thing we were talking about, about letting sorrow sit. I get scared sometimes. Like when my kids start expressing their sorrow, I feel within myself, I realized a fear rise up. I'm like, oh no, they're hurting. I don't want them to hurt. Okay. Let's just make this pain go away. Even if it's an illusion, you know? So, okay, let's look on the bright side. Like, don't be afraid. Like, oh, and I, and I've had to learn to like, let them sit. And I remember what my daughter said one day, she's like, I was trying to do the, Hey, let's look on the bright side. She's like, can I just cry? And I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know, and and I think I, in in a way, like I was modeling not the right thing. You know, I was modeling the hey, buck up, kid. Like, let's go. Like, let's let's do this. And and I realized the responsibility of I set the tone for a lot of people around me. And so the choices that I make, like what you're saying, sister, about the church, and we are the church, and the decisions that we make matter. They matter not just for us. They matter for all those that God has entrusted to us. And I even feel like, you know, when we get together with people, we can say, like, let's rise up together. You know, let's do this together. There are many people listening to the podcast in groups right now. You have a small group of men or women who you're meeting with. These are the conversations that I hope you have with one another. Like, how can we make a decision to build our life on the firm foundation where we can hold, like, where we can lament and hold hope at the same time, where we can be who the church is meant to be? That's us. So please have those conversations so that they spark, you know, a new way of living. Michelle, any last words here, friend? Nope. You know, like, I don't have it. (laughs) I just don't have it. Um, No, it's so good. It's all so good. There's Mm -hmm. so much here as always, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I just want to be one of those ones that live differently. And it's been a real challenge. Amen. And it has been, this has probably been one of the most growing seasons of my life, but I wouldn't, like, I'm not enjoying it. Like, don't get me wrong. Everything's great. But I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't grow in comfortable. I grow in hard, you know, and it's kind of like what Benedict says, Pope Benedict, you know, we are made for greatness, not comfort. And comfort is a huge idol for me. So the Lord just really showing me like, okay, you know, this is an area of growth. This is very fertile ground for the Lord to grow, you know grow each and every one of us. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So whether you are listening um, just with you and the Lord or you're listening in a group, we just want to invite you to take some of these questions to heart and to to have to whatever degree you can is to have really honest and open conversations with people. And what are you lamenting? What What is the Lord needing to speak into in your life? Where Where do you see that, you know, you placed your hope in something else because we all, that's the journey of life. I'm like, okay, Lord, I did this and help me here. And so just allowing those places to grow deeply so that, that our roots grow deep as the Heather or Michelle uh, gave us the analogy of the tree. So that our roots become intertwined in good and holy things and that life pours forth because that's what we're ordered to. We're ordered toward the God of life who lives forever and who's calling us into communion in every single place uh, with him. So... 
So maybe we could dive into our one things. So Heather, would you like to share your one thing with our listeners this week, dear? Sure. Um, there's a song by Hillsong. It's an older song called I Surrender, which I love. But there's a new version of it where Lauren Daigle is partnering with them. And there's a video of them singing. It's so powerful. I love her voice. Like she, my goodness, she is something. So anyway, that video and song, and I'll put it in the show notes, which you can find on our website abidingtogetherpodcast.com. That's where you can find the show notes. We're going to have wow, transcripts yeah. of all the episodes now. Yay! For all the people who wanted them. That's a big deal. So you can find all kinds of things on our website um, under each show. So, Michelle, what's your one <laughs> thing? Four one things. What's your four things? There's just two, seriously. <laughs> Mine is a beautiful Marian consecration that I am doing right now by Christine Watkins, and it's based on the beautiful stars Ooh. on um, Mary's Tilma from Our Lady Guadalupe, and it is a virtue oh, a day. And it is stunning. It is probably one of the most beautiful. I love her language. It's very poetic. So, of course, I really love it. And my children have one. It is a book that is coming out. It's a children's Marian consecration. Oh, wow. And it is stunning. It is beautiful and it is stunning and the artwork and the language and my kiddos are absolutely loving it. I got an advanced copy of it and it is just breathtaking. But I What's that one called? It is A Children's Consecration to Mary by Colleen Presspitch and so I'll post both of them here. Mm. And yeah, it's just lovely. Some of the most beautiful images of Mary and I really have loved how my children have respond to it. And so, yeah, I'll post both of them there because we need some Mary here, people. Oh, Amen. So Sister, what about you? Well, my one thing really is about Heather Kim. And uh, Heather Kim finally had her swimming pool finished. <laughs> and I just wanted to Aww. give you a shout out, Heather. And you don't have to send the picture, everybody, but you sent us a picture yesterday of your first foray into your pool. And I just am so happy for Thank you. you I, I just I just rejoice with you. And I know that's been a, a deep desire of your heart for a long time. And I, I just am so, it just made me smile to see your family finally in it. And just the beautiful scene of your house is so lovely. So I'm just grateful for Thank you. And you. I'm grateful that the Lord finish that and you get to enjoy <laughs> that too, friend, you deserve it. Me too, friend. Me too. This woman <laughs> lamented joy. and the Lord resurrected hope. Yeah, she's oh, a serious girl, lamenting yeah. and yeah. some resurrected hope. I was also just straight up ticked oh, yeah, off most yeah. of the time, but now we're good. We're good. We're good. Lord, back in with you. Amen. Thank you, friend. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All good things. All good things. Well, God bless you, dear friends. And thank you for joining this week. And just to just to remind you that you're deeply loved and that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. He is with you in all things. So until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. 
There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.